Welcome to the Commune Podcast. My name is Jeff Krasno. Okay, we're experimenting with something new on the show this week. As many of you know, Commune is not just a podcast, but it's also a course platform that features a huge breadth of thought leaders, authors, teachers, and increasingly more and more functional and integrative medicine doctors. The course library on onecommune.com now contains hundreds of programs spanning personal growth, meditation, spirituality, functional medicine, nutrition, and social impact. I think of it as all of the different components that inform holistic well-being. Now, one particularly popular program is Russell Brand's course on recovery, in which Russell creatively and occasionally profanely adapts the 12-step system into a comprehensive tool for living a more examined, healthier and spiritually engaged life. Now, there's an assumption that 12-step recovery is for addicts and alcoholics, and that's true. That's indeed how Russell found his way to the 12 steps. But as Russell will soon demonstrate in this course, it is also an effective and protein tool for untangling yourself from life's more insidious addictions and attachments, including unhealthy relationships to work, or social media, or sex, or gambling, or food, or sugar, or pornography, or codependency. In the past, we have published individual lessons from courses like Russell's here on the podcast. But today, we're trying something new, as I mentioned. So over the next six days, we will be releasing the first six parts of Russell's 12-part series. If you want to watch the full video version of the course, including a variety of bonus lessons and worksheets, then I encourage you to go to onecommune.com recovery and sign up for a free trial of Commune membership. That's onecommune.com recovery. There you can sign up for 14 days of free all access to Commune's entire course library and enjoy the full length version of Russell's course on recovery. We will always email you before your free trial is up. But if you continue on to become a Commune member, well, thank you. Our members are really the reason we are able to create and share content like this. And if you regularly tune into this show, well, I ask that you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or your favorite podcatcher and tap follow show. And leave us a review if you're so inclined to show your support. It really does make a huge difference. Okay, on with the show. Enjoy this excerpt from Russell Brand's Commune course on recovery. Step three is, are you on your own gonna unfuck yourself? Or put another way, if the answer to your problems was in your own head, you would have found it by now. In the original formulation, step three is written, we made a decision to turn our life and our will over to the care of God as we understood God. This is an acknowledgement that our plan is not working, that what we've been doing up till now, whether it's 
habitual drinking, habitual drug use, or obsessive looking at the phone is no longer a successful method for dealing with the problem of being you. It's a willingness to let go of your plan. The first three steps are creating the conditions, laying the foundation for the more mechanized and, dare I say, academic aspects of this program. Step four and five are about inventory and confession. But step three is an aspect of this program that I continually return to because whenever I've got a problem, whenever I'm in pain, whenever I'm unhappy, I have to at least be open to the possibility that the reason for it is that I think I'm in control of the universe. It's often that, whether I'm sat in traffic ranting and raving or if I'm trying to control my personal relationships, this mistaken belief that I am personally in charge of the world leads me to conflict and discomfort. Like, so once I admit there's a problem, it's possible that the problem could change, I'm now ready for a bit of a kicker. That, and, and that is that it's not me that's gonna bring about these new conditions, not using the techniques and methods that I've been using up to now. That's very obvious when, like if your plan is, oh, what's your plan, Russell? Well, what I thought I'd do is I'd smoke crack and heroin every day and create psychological conditions that I can live with. Is the plan going well? Oh, not really, actually. I've become unemployable and no one can ever love me. Okay, and with a less obvious example, like the phone news, what's your plan, Russell? Oh, I'm gonna make myself feel good because hopefully someone on Twitter will have said that they like my hair. Is it working? Is, it, is there enough compliments? Do we need to dig Shelley from the cold, dead earth so that he can write some ode to your hair that might finally fill you up? Or is your plan not working? Do you need another plan? Are you willing to? We know that I've admitted it's a, that there's a problem. We know that I've come to believe that a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity. I've done those worksheets and you shouldn't be even watching this if you haven't done those things. So you're there too. You've admitted you've got a problem. You know it's possible for that problem to change. And now we're ready to accept a new system. Now we're ready to step out of our previous modality, our personal Kubla Khan of domed authority, where we are our own personal Jesus, our own deity, making free wishes to ourselves and never remembering to wish for infinite more wishes with the last one, trapped in an infinite loop of misery. So for me, step three is essentially like, oh man, as I wrote it, are you on your own gonna unfuck yourself? No, I'm not. I've looked at my life. I've seen what's going down. What happens is this. I have unfulfilling relationships. I get kicked out of jobs. I piss people off. I'm lonely. I'm unhappy. Now, like I've had the gift of living up till the point when I stopped taking drugs, a pretty extreme life. And then, if bloody hell, to be honest, it continued being extreme because I was dealing with things like fame and celebrity, which, believe me, are pretty toxic and addictive in themselves. What is fame other than placing an image of yourself in the world and then having some relationship with this mad abstraction over which you've got no bloody control? Uh, but every so often, like all forms of addiction, throws you a bone, gets you into a restaurant on, and other forms of reward which hardly need further explanation. The evidence is that I need help. I need 
help. It's a, it's a step that I've noticed people don't like taking. People don't like accepting that they don't have the resources to change their own life. People don't like being humbled. I suppose there's a correlation between humility and humiliation. I've experienced quite a lot of humiliation in my life. My life has led me to these sort of uh, junctions of despair where I felt annihilated and worthless. And I found it difficult to discern between humility and humiliation. The dictionary definition, and geez, why not go with that, of humility is awareness of one's relative insignificance. This needn't be a tool for berating the self, like, oh, I'm scum, I'm not good enough. It's just a kind of awareness that within the scope of the limitless, my hopes and dreams and aspirations and my fears and my self-flagellation and my self-loathing are not of absolute value. They are not sublimely valuable. They are not ultimately valuable. The humility becomes a kind of uh, fulcrum, a launch pad for a different perspective. The acknowledgement, the acceptance that my plan isn't working, whether my plan is become famous, take loads of drugs, have loads of sex, look at the phone all the time, whatever this plan is, is not working. What's kind of beautiful is the recognition that the drive, the wanting, the yearning behind it is not inherently bad. That it's a kind of, in a sense, neutral force that we can guide and direct. That of our own metal, of our own steam, we've not directed particularly well. Like myself, I always have a tendency to believe that other people's approval, money, fame, celebrity, power, prestige, privilege, these things will make me better. My experience is none of them ever do. And whenever I arrive at the desperation that I'm deposited at when all my plans go wrong, I, became, I become once again willing to be taught. That seems to be my journey. For me, as soon as I succumb to pride and self-centeredness, I'm vulnerable. The journey has begun sooner or later I'm going to be cut down, I'm going to be disappointed, I'm going to be hurt. Once I'm in pride, once I'm in ego, pain is coming. To have a more specific understanding of step three, look at your worksheets, ask yourself, am I unsatisfied in my personal relationships? Am I unsatisfied in my work? Well, obviously at this point, we've admitted we've got a problem. We've come to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. And now we're starting to accept that we're going to need a new plan that this that authority can be benevolent, kind and compassionate. This is where this conception of a higher power starts to play a significant role in our progress, a power greater than ourselves that isn't a negative authoritative power, not some personal despot that's going to ensure continuing punishment, but loving authority. It was only when I started working this program and started to attend support groups based around the 12 steps that I began to encounter authority that was compassionate and kind. Mike's early life experiences of authority were either inefficient, negligent, incompetent, 
or downright malevolent. But when you're working a 12-step program, you are participating in a mentality and an ideology and a community that is about reaching beyond the self by its very nature. It's about overcoming the pitfalls of an egocentric lifestyle, of an egocentric worldview. So it's, a pl it's safe to accept this plan. It, we don't need to have that kind of um, febrile, anxious resistance to other people's ideas that I know that I personally felt. My assumption was, I can't trust nobody. I can't trust nobody. But the conditions and codes of the program that I had prior to working this program will become clearer when we apply the tools of inventory that step four and five comprise. For now, we're still preparing the conditions to embark on this journey that, because that's rigorous. The inventory process is difficult. The inventory process is where this program becomes distinct from tools in personal development that I've found less effective because they've amounted to a kind of faith-based sense that come on, things are gonna get better, life will improve, be positive, all things that are you know, necessary and helpful, but are not administratively reliable. It's the pragmatism of this 12-step approach to spirituality that I like. Even though I'm really down with the metaphysics and the reflection and the mental pirouations and spiritual masturbations is when it comes down to make an inventory. Let's try to truly understand what's been going on. Why have you lived this life? When have you stopped and reflected and looked at the conditions of your childhood, the actions of your adolescence? But before we get into that, let's become willing to accept another plan because this is the plan that we're about to put into action in steps four and five, all the way through to step 12. So we have to be absolutely sure that we have fully accepted, conceded to our innermost selves that we are no longer in control. And that's a very, very difficult thing to do because most people that I know who are declared addicts don't trust other people, don't feel good enough, feel worthless. But the more that I've explored this program and its principles outside of the confines of acknowledged 12-step support groups, the more I've found that these are human conditions, that most people are operating on a program of a kind. In fact, to be a human is to have a program. The personality in itself is a set of coordinates and beliefs, behaviors and systems that we live by. We're not choosing between having a program and not having a program. We're choosing between a conscious program and an unconscious program. We all have a program. We have the pro program of our race, our class, our sex, gender, the time we were born in, our familial program, our social program. We've been conditioned. The very fact that you can understand this language is evidence of your programming. A program is a deep code. Most of us are unaware of the way we've been coded, unaware that if a particular person says a particular thing at a particular time, suddenly we are incandescent. The fuse has been lit. You pr press my buttons easily. If someone says the wrong thing to me or someone says the right thing to me, I'm an automaton. That's it. I'm like the action is set in motion. 
But this can be arrested and changed by admitting it's a problem, coming to believe that it can change, handing over my will and my life. There's no point in living in the suspension of, yeah, I know there's a problem. Yeah, I reckon it could become different. It could improve. Fuck you, I'm not willing to accept another plan. Step three is where a lot of people dismount, a lot of people disembark, because people don't like asking for help. People don't like accepting that, that, well, for me, the acceptance that my life up until that point had been a kind of mess was difficult. And to continue to accept that, you know, it was really obvious when I was dealing with crack and heroin. It's really obvious when I was dealing with like excessive promiscuity. Less obvious when it was like, well, what do you mean I'm obsessed with fame and therefore self? These things keep re-emerging. They reform. They re-coagulate. You think you've dealt with addiction. You think you've dealt with the ego, but it re-emerges. It rebirths itself. The kind of this sort of this um, the zombie able to reawaken continually. It's very very. Difficult to keep a clear perspective. Impossible, I would argue. That's why step three is necessary. Because you begin to acknowledge, no, the problem was never external. It was never these objects that I was fixating on. It was the phenomena itself, the craving itself, the self, the self-centeredness, the perspective from which I view the world is the very thing that needs to change. Viewing the world through a lens of ideas, a grid, an unconscious grid of perception. It's only when I am willing to say, I don't want that anymore, I'm okay. And like at first it feels phony. At first it feels like some a facsimile, something that it feels like a pageant. But once you've taken step three, you realize that the pageant is what's being replaced, that the illusion is where you were previously living, that the self is the illusion. Illusion. So <clears throat> by making a decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understand God, we are saying, I am willing to accept that the way that I see the world, that the thoughts that I think, that the actions I take may all be entirely wrong. This is a difficult point for alcoholics and addicts because we usually think, oh, I thought we were just going to stop drinking and taking drugs. Oh, no. That's merely the entry point to a journey that leads you to total surrender of the self, a willingness to say the way that I approach relationships, the way that I approach work, the way that I approach thought is incorrect, in urgent need of amendment, requires surrender. People don't like doing it because essentially what you're letting go of is yourself and no one wants to let go of that. But that's what is required, that is the requirement. But so that it doesn't seem so overwhelmingly potent, like some metaphysical tide sweeping you away into the limitless spilled cosmos, let's break it down into some things that are a little more manageable, some simple interrogative inquiry. This is me in my silly little life. Am I suffering from misery, depression, unhappiness, or low self-worth? Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what it feels like. I've got low self-worth. Am I suffering from anxiety, doubt, or perfectionism? Perfectionism, that's an easy one to mask it all behind, isn't it? No, I just want things to be right. No, you don't, you want to be in control. You want to be in control of reality, you maniac. Have you looked at the Amazon, whether it's on fire or not? It's beyond our control. Great 
infinite tundras of nature instantiating themselves without our will. Where is it coming from? Where is reality coming from? Where is it going? It's beyond my comprehension. It's beyond my understanding. And I, yeah, I'm trying to control it, like as if it was sort of dominoes, as if it was something simple, as if it was something that could be managed. How ridiculous it is to try and control our problems on our own, using the methods that have led us to the problem in the first place. I know what I'll do, I'll carry on. Any version of self-reliance is that. It's an inability, an unwillingness to step outside the sort of, cru not crucible, the kind of, what do I want to say, sort of like the limited pod of your own being, not accepting that the self is an event, not an object, that we are continual pot kinetic potential. Am I projecting imaginary future scenarios and worrying about them? Yes, I fucking am. That's all I do. I'm worrying about stuff. I'm fantasizing about something I don't want to happen and then living in that mad negative fantasy. Is it becoming clear to me my plan is not working? Yeah, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm willing to do this video on my phone. That's why I'm willing to sit and listen to this. This is why I'm willing to consider an alternative. Thankfully, this desperation has delivered me to a point where I'm actually willing to change. Like, man, have you met happy people? I see them from time to time. I don't know what the fuck to say to them. People that are together, that got their shit together. I'm amazed by them. I'm amazed by them. I sometimes don't feel like I have the fucking authority to conclude a conversation, let alone get engaged in some didactic self-help course. But the only thing that keeps me going is the knowledge that I'm simply a conduit for some information that's from elsewhere. And I don't even mean that in a mystical way, like, oh, the almighty, I am his vessel. Although, I do mean that a bit. I mean that there is a program that's already been written that works, that works for me for severe issues, crack addiction, heroin addiction, how many more fucking times, and also for minor issues. Because any of us that have gone through serious substance misuse discover, as soon as that's out of the way, that our behavioral addictions are ultimately just as painful. Is it clear that I need a new plan that is not sourced from my own head and drives if I'm to find fulfillment? Yes, this worksheet's easy. This plan of mine is like a mind virus of self-obsession. Can I surrender it? Am I open to a different plan? Am I open to being guided? I suppose a key component of step three is becoming willing to be teachable. <sighs> People don't want to be teachable, do they? It's quite nice. Now I look for opportunities to be teachable in my life. I'm like, oh, please teach me Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Teach me how to speak Spanish. Teach me anything. I put myself in the role of student continually, there is a kind of safety in it. There is a safety in this faith. There is a safety in this surrender. There is a safety from liberating myself from the prison of my individualism that I thought would ultimately bring me salvation. They say, don't they, Isaiah? I mean, he's not a they, he's a he, presumably. Uh, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. I saw it on the wall, Brixton Prison, before I was about to do some poetry man in a prison. I wasn't in the prison as an inmate, I'm, let me urgently tell you. No uh, disrespect if you are watching this in a prison, and I hope you are, and God knows I've met enough people that have come from behind the door, to use a bit of pr prison slang there, to a life outside of fulfillment. There is no full stop, there is no end, there's nothing that we've done that can separate us forever from God, but my point is that I was there as a tourist, in the chapel, Brixton Prison, about to participate in some well-intended bit of nonsense, and nervous, anxious, before the performance or a tablet on the wall I saw, 
The verse from Isaiah, fear not for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name, you are mine. Fear not, I'm down with that. I don't wanna live in fear anymore. I wanna be feel free of the fear of the shame that, that have defined me my whole life. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name, you are mine. Redeemed, I always assumed to mean redemption, salvation, forgiveness. But I understood that redeemed means, can mean reclaim, the same way that we would redeem a voucher. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. Not, ooh, you lot, I've called you by your name. Russell, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name, you are mine. The reason that we don't need to fear is because we no longer belong to ourselves. My life, I'll do what I want with it. Who told you it's your life? Where did you get that idea? This is my life. These are my hands. These are my thoughts. These are these things that I've been given. This multi-million dollar inconceivable machine that I can control with my consciousness. It's mine. It's my life to do what I want. And what I've decided to do is some version of finding pleasure. Some version of accepting external cultural coordinates, a rubric an external rubric designed by other people that are already dead that's perpetuated still and then I'll establish my own ideas of what my worth is in relation to those external coordinates. Culture is not your friend, culture is your prison. So I'm willing to be redeemed. I'm willing to let go of myself. I'm willing to become teachable because I've seen the results of my life. And if you are embarking on this course, then evidently you've seen the results of your life up till now too. You've become willing. You've accepted that you are powerless, that your life has become unmanageable. You've come to believe that a power greater than yourself can restore you to sanity. And now you are willing to turn your life and your will over to the care of God as you understand God. And if your God is not a God that is benevolent and benign, then create one that is because WB8 said all artists create their own religion will become an artist because what choice do you have? Create your own structures, your own culture, your own way that loves you. The beauty of the 12 step system is that there is no dominant didactic authority telling you how to be, merely the acceptance, the faith, the belief that within you, truer than the egoic construction of you, is a divine aware wisdom waiting to be awakened, waiting to be delivered. But before we can live some utopian life of bliss, and if you want any further evidence, look this way, there's a lot more work to be done. Some serious inventorying, some acknowledgements of patterns, plots, foibles and flaws that need to be exposed and undone and surrendered. Then you will see the damage done, the chaos, the wreckage of your life. Once you've done some serious work in that area, it becomes quite simple. Stay aware, never switch off, never go active, never go back into it. Through prayer and meditation, continually reach outward, outward, but inward, inward, no subject, object, suddenly beyond dualism, limitless oneness, limitless oneness, like I already told you. And there's no point realizing God only to sit around <laughs> like either in a cave living off a spoonful of rice a day or some other form of masturbation. Realize God to be of service. Realize God to realize that oneness. The reason that heroism looks so beautiful because in that moment of sacrifice, there was no me, there was no you. There is only the oneness. This can be realized through this simple system. What begins as a process of letting go of very obvious problems such as alcoholism or addiction or looking at your phone too much leads you ineluctably 
inevitably, indefatigably to the realization that the addiction, the thing that you were most addicted to was the mirage of self, that there is no self there. The experiencer of self, the awareness, the consciousness itself, this is it. Uh, consciousness is not just one more phenomena, but the seat of all phenomena, and that we can access it if we free ourselves of the illusory beliefs that we are some kind of solid mental object pecking through reality, like a sort of hammer-nail relationship to the world, that none of it is real. None of it is real. So do your worksheet, have a little sit down and a little think, and then get back to me. Go and read some Sufism, or some scroll somewhere, unpack it, unroll it, and then, uh, you know, we'll see how we get on. But I tell you what, I've spent ages thinking about this stuff, and it's, uh, I, I can't get beyond it, I can't get out of it. It will meet you where you're at. If you just want to approach this very simply, you can approach it very simply. If you want to wank around in the fucking outer reaches of the cosmos, I'll see you up there. Either way, the, the results are the same. The reason that the outside world is a problem for you is because the inside world is a problem, but luckily it's a problem that you've constructed and that we can now dismantle. Thank you for listening to this excerpt from Russell Brand's Commune course on recovery. Now, if you want to watch the full video version of this course, including a variety of bonus lessons and worksheets, well, I encourage you to go to onecommune.com recovery and sign up for a free trial of Commune membership. That's onecommune.com recovery. There you can sign up for 14 days of free all access to Commune's course library and enjoy the full length version of Russell's course on recovery. Of course, feel free to email me with any suggestions or criticism of the constructive variety at jeffk at onecommune.com. Okay, that's all from the commune for today. My name is Jeff Krasnow, and I am here for you. <laughs>